Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. The foundation of great mentoring experiences is knowing how to ask great questions. That's what I focus on in this episode with Kevin Bruner, a fractional VP of sales and the president of Mash Bill Consulting. We discuss the qualities to look for in good mentors, how to turn mentoring experiences into mentoring relationships, questions mentors should be asking their mentees, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Kevin. I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. I'd love to jump right in. As far as mentoring, you mentioned that how important it is to you. How did that happen? What's the story behind that? Sure. So my mine is a uh, more of an organic, uh, non-searching process. Uh, I had somebody in my family, my brother-in-law, that was a very successful business person. Um, did a lot for me uh, on in my personal life, but also um, as we as our relationship grew, I, I asked a ton of questions of him about my journey, my current business, how it was going. Um, we got way more involved together as as the business grew, um, and through through asking those questions and. And, and really getting to know how the business works. Um, he gave me the, the ability to not just look in the day-to-day um, parts of my business and, and getting lost in that, those day-to-day functions, but understanding more of the, the bigger picture, but also empowering me to, to make decisions um, in order to, to grow as a, as a business person, as a business owner. Um, so you know, giving, me, giving me that empowerment was, was really important in, in my overall journey. When you say giving you the empowerment, what do you mean? So a lot of times when you're when you're in a, in a company, um, you you feared making decisions for. In my case, it was so I didn't fail. Um, you know, making sure that I understood that I was I had a lot of knowledge in the industry that I was in. Um, not necessarily an industry expert or something like that, but you know, I I grew up in it. I, I understood it. I I knew what I was doing. And giving you that that sense of power that you can make a decision based on your experience and your knowledge that you know you can go forward, you can grow, and 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 getting out of your own head and out of your own way. I think that's what mentors do is they they empower you to to grow and and make decisions and and really to grow yourself and your company. So if I hear you right, it sounds like as a mentee, you shouldn't think that mentors are going to make decisions on your behalf or just tell you what to do. I mean, is that, am I on the right vibe with you? Right. On that? Right. Yeah, exactly. As, as a, as a mentor in my own life, what I, what I always think about is my goal is to teach a person to fish. Um, I, I, I want them to grow and not to come to me with any sort of problem without having thought it through and, and make a, make a suggestion on what that solution could be. If they're living in a problem they've, they've thought about it. I mean, you always have those, those shower thoughts of what I would do, um, how I would do it. If, if you're a mentor, you want to draw that out of them. Um, if they come to you with a problem or, you know, you're just talking, um, one of the things I always said was, how would you do it? Or, um, what would you, what do you think we should do? And drawing that out. And that comes back to that empowerment thing of, I'm not just going to tell you how to do things and teach you the, the right and wrong ways, because 
I might not know the best way to do it. You're, you're living in that. And so I want to draw that, that strength out of, out of each person that I'm, I'm working with. And you touched on it when you used the word ask a little bit earlier, but you and I had discussed the mind of the mentee and how they need to be engaged as well. Can you explain that a little more? Sure. So I think um, when you're getting into, into business as a professional and, and kind of working your way up through the ranks, um, there's kind of that misconception that you might not have a seat at the table. Um, and one of the things that I, I, I like to reference is a book called Extreme Ownership. And one of the things that they talk about is leading up and down your, your chain of command. Um, so that, that person that is an entry level, quote unquote, entry level, they, they have the, they should have a seat at the table in that they should be contributing. So if, if you're a mentee, ask those questions, learn more, grow yourself. Um, because as a, as a company as a whole, there's a lot of knowledge up and down that entire chain that, that you need to tap into. Um, so as, again, back to that mentor philosophy of drawing that information out and asking what they should, would do um, is very important. But the mentee, you've got to constantly ask questions, let the mentor know that they're engaged. Um, and another thing that, that is very key in my mind is as a mentee, you, you might not know who your best mentor is, and they might not know that they're a great mentor until you start to ask those questions and draw that out of them as well. How do you draw it out of them? What kind of questions? Um, well, I think there's, there's, you never want to come, like I said, you never want to come to, to someone with, with just a problem and expect them to solve it for you. So I think drawing that, that um, you know, piece out where you're coming with a solution, but then you're there to talk um, but I think that the higher gain questions, um, you know, making them think and say, hey, why do we do this? Or um, I'm really stuck in this situation. Can you explain to me this process and why maybe you've had success in this? So when, when, I, when I work with salespeople specifically, um, they come with, I, I'm not closing, for example. Um, so I want them to come with, here's the problem. Here's what I think we should do. And then also ask those questions of that, that mentor of how did you do it? How, how, were, how were you successful in that piece? And I think that opens a huge dialogue to where there's a lot of knowledge transfer that can happen um, in, a, in that sort of setting versus just expecting um, as a mentee to sit down and say, okay, tell me everything. That's, that's not how it's going to work. So the mentee has to draw the information out of the mentor. And it I think sounds it's like it's also, go ahead. I think it's a two-way street. Um, you know, as a, as a mentor, you have to have the mind where your goal is to teach and to, to make sure that that person grows. But as a mentee, you definitely want to be engaged and let the, the mentor know that you're, you're open to, to growth and not just to be there to punch, punch a time clock. Well, let's back it up a little bit as far as before you have a mentor, or I call them, sometimes it's just a mentoring experience. One conversation can change your life. Sometimes it turns into two, three, four, 10, 20 conversations over years. If someone's not in a company and they're an entrepreneur or entrepreneurial, or they have a side hustle, what can they do? How did they find mentors when it's not just knocking on the CEO's door? Sure. I, I think for, for me personally, um, I gained a lot of experience and a lot of, of knowledge in that, in that mentor world as a mentee, 
nowhere near my industry. Um, so I looked around at people in my personal life who's successful, um, who, who seems to know, know a lot about something. And, and really that, it, it really doesn't matter um, on some fronts that uh, you're asking someone specifically in your industry for, for advice. Um, a lot of advice is transferable to, to any industry, to any, any position, to any, any experience within your life. Um, so I, I look to find those experienced people um, in, in my personal network. Um, and then, you know, we're through, through networking experiences. It's, I, I love having conversations with people. You'll never know what you're, what you're going to find. Um, another, another person that was in my life uh, that I still call and ask questions was uh, a friend of a friend who we just happened to sit next to each other at a dinner. And I would ask them any question at any time and has been, he's been very instrumental in my life. So how do you keep, how do you turn a conversation or how do you, I'll say, create the opportunity? Cause it's not, there's no silver bullet here. How do you create the opportunity for a relationship after the first conversation? You, you have to stay in contact. Even when you're, you're looking at the, like just the simplest networking, um, you're never going to gain everything that you, you want to know or need to know out of one conversation. Um, so follow up with people, um, create, if you have something that's um, you know, unique to each other or, or that, that ties the two of you together, um, draw on that, create conversations out of that. Um, but you have to make sure that you stay in contact and not just brush off a conversation as a conversation. I, I always looked to, to those specific people in my life when I would hear um, you know, them imparting knowledge without even trying, those are the people that I was like, I need to talk to them more. So having another conversation, shooting them a message, um, when you have these kind of conversations in a, in a professional way, in, in a professional network, firing off an email saying, I really appreciated our conversation. I'd love to stay in touch. Can we follow up in, in a month and just talk about something else? That like just keeping those connections uh, alive um, is, is really important. I, don't, I would imagine this came up from the conversation about mentoring recently, one of the episodes. What are your thoughts on the using gratitude as a communication tool to stay in touch? Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, so as, as, a, as a person that's receiving it and as it's being given, I think that that draws your connection um, more toward each other, um, making sure, again, with that mentee side, you're asking questions, you're showing the mentee mentor that you're engaged. Um, equally uh, the, with the, the gratitude piece, you're showing them that you appreciate it and that you're, you're open to more. Um, and I think that it's just as important as a mentor to, to fire that off, say, hey, I, I really appreciated our conversation today. I learned a lot um, and it wasn't just a one-way street. Um, and I, I wanna keep can, can this dialogue open and, and so that we can continue to learn from each other. Let's continue the conversation that you started just now about the mentor. If someone's listening and they want to give back and maybe they get approached, who knows, but what advice would you have for would-be mentors to make the most of the relationship? I think the, the key, if you're, if you're going to do it, um, I think the key is your, your mind and your heart have to be that of a servant leader. So you have to get yourself prepared that that you're doing this without any strings attached. You're not trying to gain anything. 
Um, you are doing this for the betterment of that other person. Um, and you're trying to help them grow. So it's a genuine feeling internally that you want to help them. Um, otherwise, I feel like it's just going to be that one-way street dialogue and maybe you're just, you're really managing that person. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're providing direction or problem solving or, or trying to goal set for them. That's not mentoring. Um, mentoring is really that, that teaching piece that comes from something inside of you that you're drawn to help. And what kind of questions should mentors ask? Because that seems to be a big theme with you as the asking part. Um, yeah, as a, as a mentor, um, I think the, in, in the middle of the conversations, I, I, in any, any way that you would address a specific topic, um, it's those empowerment questions of how would you do it? Um, what, what do you think we should do? Or you know, some people say they're, I don't know. Well, I don't know is really a speed bump. Um, in in that, that instance, I would say, well, let's pretend that you do know the answer. What would you do? What does that look like? Um, but I think those are, those are the keys is that your, your goal is to empower them to find an answer within themselves to, to help them to grow. And back to the other side of the coin with mentees, because I, I really think you're onto something here. And I love the ask and the questions part of it. If someone's listening, like, okay, I want, I, I have access to, you know, this person. How do, what's that first ask that they, how should they ask somebody for advice or to be their mentor or just for 20 minutes of their time? Now, I think if you're going to ask, um, you, you know, something about that person, um, that they've been successful or something that sparked your interest, um, going to, to that appeal, um, asking that question. So in, as a salesperson, you know, I'm, I'm wired to just talk forever. Um, but anyone um, is willing to talk about something successful. If, they, if they've had success in something, tell me more about that. How did you get there? Um, you know, one of the, the questions my main mentor uh, that, that I, I engaged with was always the, how did, how did you get to this point? Tell, tell me like, what was the journey? Um, and I think that that's, that's more the storytelling piece of the, of it to get them to start talking. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's a great opener to be, it's a warm and fuzzy. If you're, if you find something that's a, a passion point for someone else and ask them, tell me how that happened. That's, that's a gateway right, right into, to being able to talk and then just ask them, well, how did you do that? Well, with what you're talking about, that's something that I love that I, <clears throat> I preach about is, is eliciting stories. Yeah. And if I, okay, I said, they can't see, but you're nodding your head. Yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about storytelling, because I think that's a ridiculously important part of mentoring that without stories, the learning experience completely changes. Sure. So, so storytelling is, is, is obviously it's, it's, you're speaking on experience. You're not speaking on, on some sort of knowledge that you should have. Um, and when it's a success or a failure, um, there, there's passion behind that. Um, and when you're, when you're, you're not imparting knowledge directly, um, but again, it's that when you, when you say the storytelling, storytelling involves passion. So you're going to get the person to talk. You're going to get them to, to, to uh, you know, recall a memory and it's going to like spin off all of these things uh, that, that they're going to, to then think, oh, well, you should know about this and this is how I got there. And 
one, one simple story could tell you, you know, hours worth of knowledge. Well, a story is worth a million words, if you want to guess that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've covered a lot of ground here. If someone's listening, they're like, okay, I, I get this. I, I love what you're talking about asking and storytelling and mentorship as a whole. And they're going to say this thing a lot of people say, but I'm busy. What I really want to get started, and I don't want to approach like 20 people at once. I'll do one thing. What would you have them do to start finding mentoring experiences? Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I would say is you, you have to, you have to make time for this. If you want to grow, whether it's in business or as a person, you have to understand, um, what's important. Um, and some, some piece of knowledge that someone may impart to you can, can change your life. So you have to understand, I think that piece, um, that you have to make time for it, but, um, it's, one of the one of the little nuggets that I picked up from from along the way was uh, you don't have to be sorry I can't remember the the exact quote now but you don't have to be um, great to start but you have to start to be great I think is the the, the 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 concept behind it is you know you if you want to do something you you have to start somewhere so whether that's pick up a pick up a book. At, look at look at something in 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 maybe not a direct relationship mentoring, but I, and I'm always looking for for new little nuggets of knowledge. And then if you if you find the time, find find those people in your life and target them. Fire off an email. Fire off a LinkedIn thing. Just something to get get a conversation with someone. Um, you never know what that can bring, but you have to you have to start. You have to start somewhere. Awesome. You have to start somewhere is a beautiful way to end. Thank you for the time. <laughs> and if someone wants to find you online, where should they go? Uh, so you can find me at mashbillconsulting.com um, or my name, Kevin Brunner, uh, B-R-U-N-E-R on LinkedIn. Excellent. Thanks again, Kevin. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.